Welcome to Deborah Byrne Psychology Services Podcast. I am Deborah Byrne, a psychologist and your host for today. In my podcasts, I talk about a wide range of topics, including relationships, parenting, education, disability, mental health, and the most important topic I consider of all, self-care. I like to keep it informative and practical so that you can become empowered. This podcast is for adults and is for informational purposes only and should never replace your regular therapy sessions. Episode 184, 11 tips to help you get a better night's sleep. 1. Make sleep a priority. If you want to improve your sleep, then you have to make it a priority for you. We need between seven and nine hours sleep each night once we become adults. Teens and children will need more sleep and I've done a separate blog and podcast on that. No one can function effectively on six hours or less. We become cognitively impaired when we don't get enough sleep, which we may not even be aware of. A lack of sleep can lead to all sorts of mental, physical health problems, not to mention all the accidents and injuries that occur as a result of a lack of sleep. Two, be careful of how many hours you do really need. As I've said, we need between seven and nine hours of actual sleep time each night. Let me say that again because it's important. We need to be asleep for between seven and nine hours, not any less. Don't be tempted to use some of that time to do other things either. But what most don't realise is that we need a wind down period of up to an hour before we actually fall asleep. So it is important to factor this in when you decide what time you will go to bed. In fact, we need to think of this in reverse. What time do I need to get up at? That will dictate what time you need to be asleep by. Then add another hour to help you unwind enough so you can actually fall asleep by that time. For example, if you need to get up at 7am, then your wind down would need to start by 10pm. So you will be asleep by 11pm. That would give you 8 hours sleep. 3. It all starts when you wake up. We need natural light to help regulate our sleep-wake cycle. One of the internal circadian rhythms and one of two internal controls for our sleep process. This is very important for our other internal circadian rhythms also. If this sleep-wake circadian rhythm is off, it will also knock out other circadian rhythms in the body. So make sure you get as much natural light throughout the day to help improve your sleep quality. Unless you suffer from summer SAD. And I've talked about seasonal affective disorder before, both winter and summer. Here are some ideas you can try. 1. Open your curtains and blind as soon as you get up. 2. If you work at a desk all day, try to move it as close to a window as possible. Three, if you're working indoors all day, make sure to take your breaks and spend some of your lunchtime outdoors to take advantage of the natural light. This can include a 15 minute walk at lunchtime and this walk will be particularly vital in the winter months to help your mood and sleep. Four, create a healthy sleep environment. Make sure to make your bedroom as comfortable and as conducive for sleep as possible. So with that in mind, we really need to remove all items that won't help us sleep, such as the TV, the computers, the laptops, the mobile phones, the tablets, etc. I know this isn't always practical with the television, but it will make a world of difference to your sleep. And I'll talk a bit more about electronics in a moment. A few other things to watch for. One, 
First off, your bedroom needs to be a safe place to sleep in. Your home should be one place where you can feel safe. And that is especially true for your bedroom. If you don't feel safe, your body will be on constant high alert and in a constant state of high anxiety. You will not be able to fully relax enough to have a good quality sleep. You might find yourself being unable to reach deep sleep, which we need to repair our mind and body each night. Some questions you might find useful here would be, how do you feel about your bedroom? Maybe you don't like your bedroom. It could be time to take back control of the space and decorate it the way you like. Are there things in your room that belong to another period of your life that made you feel unsafe? These need to be removed or at the very least stored out of sight until you can let them go. Two, let's talk clutter in the bedroom. Make sure to keep your room as clutter free as possible. There is nothing worse than coming into sleep and seeing piles of laundry or rubbish on a chair beside the bed, on the bedside table, etc. It will make you stressed and that's the last thing you need just before you go to sleep. So make sure you have the waste paper baskets and laundry baskets to keep the chair and the floor clean and empty them regularly. Three, watch the temperature in the room. Make sure it's not too hot or cold. You need to be warm enough that it is comfortable for you to be able to relax and sleep well. Four, check the noise levels. If there is a lot of noise just outside your room or even outside your home, then you might need to think about wearing swim plugs to help. Any noise that is loud enough to either wake you or keep you awake will not be conducive to you trying to sleep. If this is a noise issue, then it's time to make a complaint. Five, bedding. Is your mattress too old? Be honest, how long have you had it? If you don't know, it's probably long past its sell-by date, then you know it needs to be replaced and won't support a good night's sleep. Something else we don't think about is our duvet. Is it too heavy? So therefore you are too hot or is it too light? Maybe therefore you're too cold. Perhaps you need two duvets on your bed. So when your hormones fluctuate, you can throw one off during the night. Six, make sure you are not stressed or anxious. I'll talk more about this in a second. Getting back to our tips. Number five, stick to a regular routine, even on weekends. Having a regular bedtime and wake up time, even on the weekends, is another key to getting a better night's sleep. And it's not just sleep that needs a regular routine. It's your brain also. By going to sleep or waking up at different times, we create what has been coined a social jet lag. With social jet lag, we get all the effects of jet lag on our brain and body by keeping an irregular schedule. Even the loss of one hour can take several days of normal sleep to catch up on and has been shown to cause injuries, accidents and mood problems. So sticking to a regular routine is vital for our mental and physical health. Six, watch when you exercise. Taking a walk after dinner, i.e. 6pm, will help you relax and use up any adrenaline from the stress or anxiety. But any form of strenuous exercise after this time has been shown to unimprove your sleep quality. So try to schedule this type of exercise for first thing in the morning or by the latest in the afternoon. You could try yoga or tai chi also after 6pm, as long as you find them relaxing. Seven, back to the electronics reduce the blue light. Electronics have a blue light that may not be noticeable to the naked eye, but our eyes still pick it up. Our brain is very susceptible to this blue light and it has been shown to stop the production of melatonin. Melatonin causes us to get sleepy 
and we need it to kick in at the right time in our wake sleep cycle. So help that along by dimming the lights and cutting out the electronics, in particular during the wind down period. If we don't, we are pushing out our sleep cycle later and later. And this, as I've said, can have a huge knock on problems for our mental and physical health. So do yourself a favour and dim the main lights after 6pm if it's getting dark. Plus reduce the background light on your devices at this time also. Then turn them off completely an hour before you go to bed. 8. Watch what you consume in terms of caffeine. Not getting enough sleep will have you reaching for the caffeine, craving sugar and carbs. But the consumption of caffeine in particular will interfere with your sleep, leading to craving more caffeine the next day. And this is not going to be a good cycle to get into. Caffeine interferes with the second control for sleep called the sleep hunger drive. We need this sleep drive to build naturally during the day so that by the time we reach bed it has built up enough that we need to sleep. Try to cut caffeine by lunchtime at the latest if you want that good night's sleep. 9. Relaxation in and out of bed. If you are stressed or anxious during the day, you will find it difficult to have a good night's sleep. Try finding ways to reduce your stress over the course of the day and in your life in general. There are a number of techniques you can use to help you relax. And I've discussed these in the past, particularly stress in women, which you can find on a podcast and blog and video. These type of stress reduction methods can also include a progressive muscle relaxation as part of your wind down routine. And you can find one of those for free on my podcast. So do check it out. If you do wake up in the night, don't reach for the phone to check the time. We can be tempted to do this, but it will only wake you up further and then the thoughts start. Instead, try a meditation. This is a simple meditation in bed. Any meditation will do. But keep it simple. So either repeat the progressive muscle relaxation again or try a three minute breather. You can train your brain to go back asleep very quickly once you start to practice this. It may feel hard at the start, but stick with it as it does work. And you will find that you can train your brain to go back to sleep after a few minutes. 10. Give your brain a break. If you tend to worry or are stressed during the day, then use a brain dump as part of your wind down routine. Brain dumps allow you to get everything that is on your mind out and tells the brain it doesn't have to be thinking about these things. Remember, your brain is extremely active during the night anyway. So if you can, give it less to do and it will relax and have a better night's sleep. So get it all out and down on paper. Keep a notebook or journal beside the bed and write down everything that is on your mind. Get it all out. Sometimes it helps if we start with a to-do list for tomorrow or mark down items we need to buy or appointments and then let whatever random thoughts you have just flow out and onto the paper. 11. Evening meals, snacks and alcohol. Try to have the heaviest meal of the day at least four hours before you tend to sleep. This will allow your body to fully process your food before you sleep. There is nothing worse than being woken up by acid reflux. Try to leave your dessert or snack to mid-morning also, particularly if it has any caffeine in it. You need to be aware that any alcohol we consume may also wake us up. Alcohol does relax us initially, but may wake us up as it leaves our bodies. Try to finish your drink at least three hours before you go to sleep if you want a good night's sleep. Consider CBT if you have insomnia. If you've tried all the above tips and think you may have insomnia, then I would consider working with a therapist. Cognitive behavioural therapy 
or CBT can help with insomnia by helping you recognize and identify different factors that may contribute to insomnia. In addition, cognitive therapy can give you the proper information about sleep and help you set reasonable goals to help you improve your sleep quality. You should also consult your doctor about insomnia as well. There are links to many helpful blogs, podcasts and videos in the original post and I'll place a link to it in the description below. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. This podcast is also available in a blog format, which you can access at www.debrabrownpsychologyservices.com. Don't forget, you can also subscribe to this podcast, follow me on social media at DB Psychology, or subscribe to our mailing list, which is full of freebies and keeps you up to date on the latest blogs and podcasts. Be sure to tune in next week 